Hi, everybody. I'm Jerry. I'm Mary. And welcome to the Mary and Jerry Podcast, Podcast. where we talk about faith, family, marriage, and bacon. And, and of course, bacon and, and everything, everything in, in between. between. That's right. It's no very, subject is, is off limits. limits. No question unscripted. should be unasked. And we are totally unscripted, as always. We're never going to get this introduction right. Every week, it's a different introduction. Well, but we get the basic facts. <laughs> we do get the basic facts. They know facts. where they're at, they know what they're in for. Sit down, put your seatbelt on, and here we go. <laughs> here we go. Okay, so today... Oh, today we're answering a question that was left for us. That's right. On our you asked, bat phone hotline. We answered. And the question was quite simple. The question is always simple, <laughs> yet... The answer is quite complicated. Uh, the question was simply stated, how do you rebuild trust in a marriage when it's been broken between husband and wife? Wow, that's a very light and fluffy question, isn't it? Well. We don't, we never get those. We don't ever get get light light and fluffy fluffy questions. questions. No, we don't. But I want this, I I will be completely and totally honest. Aren't we always? Yes, we are, but Um, I need to say that. We are not marriage therapists. We are not doctors. We are not theologians. So not theologians. We are two broken people who pretty much did everything wrong. Have a lot of experience. <laughs> we and have a how lot of, do, And how do we have experience? As we have said on prior podcasts, experience comes from- Wisdom. Wisdom, which comes from- From experience. Experience making very poor, poor decisions. decisions. That's correct. And we made a lot of them. And trust was broken in our marriage. Um, first, I think first by you- well, before we or get into by the, me, I don't know. I mean, it depends on the topic of of, tr- of what the trust was in relation why, yes, to. Yes, trust can take many different forms. It can. Let's start with your basic Webster's definition. Okay, of trust. Of trust, which okay. is very interesting. So, trust is either right a reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something, one in which confidence is placed. It's also, and I found this interesting, dependence on something future or contingent, hope. Mm. Mm. Um, and then, of course, my other favorite is the reliance on future payment of properties, such as, yeah, okay. <laughs> like a or trust. A property interest held by one person for the, yeah, we get into the financial stuff. But I thought that second definition was very interesting. A dependence on something future or contingent. So we're going to talk about that. So trust is, first of all, assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something, one in which confidence is placed. So, of course, we talk about trust of the Lord, right? That our ultimate, that God is God, that he has promised us things, and that we um, we can rely on his faithfulness and his assurance of his um, provision for us in our lives. We trust in him, Jesus, I trust in you. Right. Remember from St. Faustina? Yes. Um, so that's that's one trust. But today we're going to talk about, and, and we sort of talked about that in, I think, episode nine, I think it was, when we talked about walking on the water and placing our trust in the Lord. Get out the boat. Yes. But today we're going to talk about what we did, because that's really, I can't tell you what you should do. I can just simply tell you what our experience was in rebuilding the trust within 
our marriage. Yeah. So as I like to say in my business, here's the bottom line up front. Um, there's no silver bullet. There's no yeah. easy, there's no quick fix, easy cure. Um, anytime our, our experience, right? Experience, we know where that comes from. Um, trust is broken. It is a very, um, it's a very long road back. There's no, there's no way around that. I think. It's very, fra- trust is very fragile. I mean, we, we think of it, we sort of, I think for, for us, for, I'll speak for myself. I was, I was 18 when I met you, 20 when I married you. Um, I just assumed, I just assumed I could trust. I did try there. Were, you never gave me any reason not to trust you. Right. And so I just was, you know, full speed ahead. Okay, let's you were go. All in. I was. I was all in. And then um I think the did I break the trust first on the money issue or did you break the Well, it on so here okay, so the here's the deal. Issue. So there's yeah, so there's more <laughs> so there's than two, there's there's two more different than one kind play. of trust. Yeah. Uh, at least that was in at at work that, in our at, marriage. At work in our marriage. Thank you. Yeah, get through that. Um so there was um I was unaware of your addiction to pornography. Right. And I was unaware of your tense proclivity to shop. Yeah. Shopping addiction. That's a good one. Yeah. So, or food. But the mind go hand in hand. So that's how yeah. we... So we sort of... Um, let's see. How do I... I would say, say within within three years... Right. The house that that we built, not that God built, because the house that God built still exists. Right. And we're, we're living it. Right. But the house that we built collapsed. Um, you went on deployment and I had way too much fun with the credit card and was, was almost compulsive in how, um, I was lonely. I was tired. I was isolated, all of these things. And I was trying to fill that bucket. Right. So, um, and then when you got home from deployment, I discovered other things about you. Right. When you were hurt and alone and tired, you were trying to fill a bucket. Right. And so then- Which is amazing. It's sort of the same thing. It's the same- Alone. That's where tired, addiction comes isolate. from, yeah. right? Right. It's called-, it's called um, Halt. Hurt, Hurt ang- angry, lonely, tired. tired. And now they've added a B, bored. Bored. With, mm. with the new generation. So um, when that trust was broken, then I, I, I was the first one to go to therapy. Right. Okay. And when I went to therapy, um, I'll never forget what he said. He was like, you know, we have to heal the inner child before we can heal the adult. And I just thought that was such a, I don't know, like you heard it on the love boat therapist or something. I I just, it just didn't, it it didn't sit well with me. I didn't understand it in my youth and my inexperience. Uh, You didn't understand the concept of bringing baggage into the marriage. Right. I didn't understand that I had to go back to the little girl. Right. And where the point of trauma was in order to heal the adult that still exists today, right? That that is here before you. Right. So um so how did we go about doing it? You know, not this is not a hey uh, Mary and Jerry tell all. I wrote a book already, so you can <laughs> read it. Um this is a, you know, how can you um, in your relationship, in your friendship, in whatever it is where the trust has been broken, how can you, if it's safe, like it's not an abusive situation, um, rebuild trust within that relationship? And so the first thing we did was you've got to put everything out in the open. 
Now that's an interesting comment. Sorry, I'm I'm processing a little mm-hmm. slower today because um, I'm sure the question that came in was relating to marriage. But trust can be broken in all kinds of relationships, yeah. right? Friendships, um, fam- between parent and child, between parent and siblings. child, um, friendships. Um, I mean, we've we've <laughs> for better or for worse experienced all of those, all of those, mm-hmm. right? Where we felt like. Um, a, a a trust was uh, betrayed such a but it is word. it's betrayal it, a, a it's trust betrayal was of the betrayed heart. or or we yeah. we trusted someone to to do things a certain way or see things a certain way and they did not and and of course that that's not good so no. um so the first thing you know in any situation is you have to be honest with one another you have to put everything out in the open you have to um you know, show your cards as they say. Yeah. So how did we do that? Well, (laughs) loudly and, uh, (laughs) usually with a great deal of emotion. Um, but we also did it within therapy, which was a lot more controlled. Well, that was a good thing. But that was after all of the emotion. We're very emotional people. (laughs) We're passionate. Um, So, well, okay. So the first thing is, you know, I, I guess obviously you have to recognize you have a problem, but I think more over, both the, you know, there has to be a recognition by the person who broke the trust as well. Well, we're getting to that. But the first okay. thing is you have to lay it all out there. Correct. You have to be honest. Which you is hard. You can't hide anything. You can't be afraid of their response or their reaction. You've got to get it out. It's like, it's like a festering wound, right? You got to get all the pus and gross stuff out, clean the wound out. Wow, in order that's for quite it to the heal. Visual imagery. Well, that's what it felt like. It felt yeah. like it was just this festering thing. You had to lance that bad boy. <laughs> the Holy Spirit lanced it just fine. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Just fine. So we got to get it out. It's it's got to be out on the table. Uh, and both partners, right, need to be honest and submit uh, you know, what it is, like what their feelings are and what they desire to work toward um, in the marriage and to rebuild the marriage. I know um, we've experienced uh, in a lot of conversations with other couples when somebody, especially with pornography, when the husband or the wife, you got to remember this goes both ways, um, comes forward and says, I have this problem. So many spouses want to leave. They're like, I can never trust him again. And and I'm not saying, I am not saying you shouldn't leave. If it's an abusive and not safe situation, you you follow what the church teaches and you follow what your gut tells you to do. I'm saying that it's it shouldn't be the first place you go to quit, to to well that anytime you want to jump in here, buddy. Well, so the communication part is hard because, you know, when you, when the trust is broken, there is a lot of hurt. Yes. And it has been my experience, uh, being a, uh, what is that thing called accountability partner, um, for, for men who have dealt with an issue of pornography that yes, their wife is like, um, you know, I, I want to use the word, their wife says the trust is irrevocably broken. Right. Well, Okay, then, then, uh, but see, that's part of, that's part of putting it all out there. Then yeah. where are you going to go from there? If it's irrevocably broken, right. you have no place to heal. There's no, there's no right. possibility. That's, you're getting, you're getting rid of that word hope. Yeah. Right. 
You're getting rid of the, well, the yes, possibility the extra definition. of trust, right? To to have hope. So so when both of you come to the table and you're getting all of this out on the table and you're exposing all the lies and the secrecy and the, where the where the broken trust came from, then you have to have time to take a breath. Right. You know, when that happened for us, we didn't immediately go into therapy. We talked for well, a long time, like for many months. We were talking back and forth. We were not intimate with one another. We just kept the the lines of communication open and it was very, very challenging. Yeah. I mean, the, well, I'm just going to be blunt because I'm blunt. You know me. I speak my mind. Bourbon, I'm very bourbon afraid. Bourbon goes in, wisdom comes out, except there's no bourbon right now, which is very sad. Um, yeah. At that point, you have to make the decision of... If it's really irrevocable, is that where you want to go? Because at that point, yeah, if there's no way to come back, if there's no way to reconcile, then yeah, where do you go? I mean, we made, we had a a very telling moment um, in 1995, 1996, where Mary very much said, hey, it's either me or the pornography and you have to decide. Well, we had one even before then, as far as my shopping was concerned. Right. In so, 1992. Uh, so, so at that point, yeah. you, you, you know, if, 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 if you get to that point, then, you know, you have to make a decision. Are the two of you it, and willing uh, to try? Willing, willing to, to try. try. And again, this is whether it's, you know, husband and wife, two friends, siblings, mm-hmm. parents and mm-hmm. children, you know, whatever. I'm not it is. saying you don't feel the pain. I'm not saying you don't process the pain. Of course, you, we need to do all of that. And that's where good therapists are really very helpful. But you have to make a decision right at the beginning. You know, are you going to try? Right. And if you are, are, are you willing to do the you, very hard work, work to rebuild, rebuild that relationship, that relationship and that trust, because you're at the beginning of a journey, right? That that is going to be, you're going to have ups and downs, be, yep. fits and starts. You're going to fall off the horse, you know. Which and, leads us to the second step. Correct. Okay, which is, you know, whoever broke the trust has got to apologize. And what does that look like? That doesn't look like. I'm so sorry. Gee, I made a bad choice. That is like an authentic ask for forgiveness and the silence when the other person might not be ready yet to forgive you. Like you can ask, but it doesn't mean you're going to receive it, number one. And number two, that forgiveness comes with accountability. That ask and that apology comes with accountability because the behavior has to change. Right. That's very profound. Thank you. I know. And I've, that was the hard I've been part. To therapy. And that was that was that was the hard part for me in particular is I I had to ask for forgiveness and accept that it might take her a long time to give it. Now that didn't mean she didn't continue to talk to me and we didn't continue to communicate and we didn't um you know, I'll be honest, at that time, keep up our lives because we, of course, had Courtney and Jonathan to take care of. But nobody knew this was going on. This is happening in the right. quiet of our, our right. home. Right. This was, this was the interesting part. I think you wrote about this in your book. Yeah. Nobody knew. We were nobody still knew. that family. We went to mass. Um, there are many people that didn't know until I wrote that book. 
Yeah, we went to mass. <laughs> we were we, we you know we took care of our kids. We you know went to family events. By all appearances, you know we were still the you know married couple. Um, but yes, it was in those private moments that we that you saw the pain. We saw the pain, and we had almost daily. Conversation. There were hard, hard conversations. Um, because when you have, you didn't. There was no accountability partner for you at that time. There was nothing we, at that time. We went to the our parish priest, and he just stared at us like we had seven heads. And um, I was in a Bible study at our parish with some women that I had known for a long time. Um, and when I shared with one of the women, I felt I could trust quietly. She shared with me that she had gone through the same thing in her early marriage. And I felt like I was seen for the first time. Yeah. And that was a huge help. And then as things continued on, you know, we we didn't deal with it necessarily well, but no, we didn't first. we didn't shove it under the sofa either. You know, we kept it no, we, we kept trying. We well. So for this particular, well, I, actually, even for shopping, right yeah. there, and and pornography, and you know, any what, addiction, any addiction. Trust me when I say there's a whole lot more resources and help out now than there were twenty five yeah. years ago. But here's the thing: you have to take advantage but, of them, right? Right, and, and you have to be humble enough to right. Go we to we <laughs> spent a lot of time struggling just the two of us because it was just the two of us. Now, as it turned out that worked out okay because we well we found a couple our best friends when we met Christine and Marks right in 1998 99 sorry 99 2000 2000 2000 um at that point we had done a lot of internal work we had done um some marriage counseling we had done right. um individual counseling for short periods of time because Jerry was still active duty in the navy and deployed um and we I had I had read any book that there was on um, marriage at that point. And right. so when we met them and we, we shared about our past and, and what was still, what we still struggled with and what we were still being kind of confronted with, we found um, support in a way we had not had until then. Yeah, and <laughs> it's a safe place to land. And oddly, we found out that the support does not always meet. Uh, let's see, what is it? It's sometimes a good swift kick in the butt. Yes. Um. So sometimes when you take your issues to somebody else who has no emotional attachment to them that you trust, that, that you, you trust, have a relationship with, that you and have you relationship trust, yeah. with, they will tell you. They will tell you the truth. Unpleasant truths. Yeah. Um. And they and, will challenge you. And they will challenge you to, um, you know, sometimes take the the plank out of your eye before you take the splinter out of someone well, else. And or to say, yes, you screwed up. You need to, you know, mend your ways. Um, you know, if you're if you're still feeling like you haven't gotten forgiveness, then you okay. You need keep to asking. wait. You keep wait. You be Job. Um, well, and and during this time, you know, you have to make sure your partner feels heard and understood. Yes. And that was very challenging for you. Yes. You didn't understand uh, my points of trauma because they were so different from yours. And and it was kind of confounding to you. And I think sometimes it still is confounding. You still confound too. me <laughs> on at least a weekly basis. Yes. But. 
but you heard me and yeah. you you did your best to understand me. You still do to this day. Guys, just, just FYI, this healing is ongoing. I mean, there are many things we don't deal with anymore, like temptations we don't deal anymore with anymore, but this healing of communication and trust within our marriage, it will always go on. I trust this man with my life. I know he would take a bullet for me and I would do the same for him, but that has taken... 35, well, 25 of the 35 years we've been married Yeah, to rebuild that and to, to know it and to, to live it. Um, so it's not a short process, but it begins with communication. It begins with forgiveness. Now I, there was a time when I loved him, but I hated his guts. I, I didn't <sighs> like him. You know, that's, I know it's a contradiction, but I, I just didn't like you. I didn't want to be around you. I didn't want to be touched by you. I didn't want to be seen by you. And it wasn't until after I started my own healing and I went to confession on a regular basis and I got a spiritual director and that those walls began to break down. And um, yeah, right. things got much, much better. Right. Um, but that conversation and that openness leads to, and that accountability leads to the change in the behaviors that led up to the broken trust. Right. And that's, and that's the hard part for, let me see, those of you who have broken the trust is it's a daily thing, yeah. right? Yep. I, again, there's no silver bullet. There's no magic pill. Um, you know, it's a daily choice. It's a daily choice, you know, as we like to tell our, uh, you know, engaged couples, love is not an emotion. Love is a choice um, that you're going to um, work hard every day to to, you know, rebuild, maintain, keep up that that trust, um, which is also the hope. Right. The trust is the hope. I love that definition. Mm -hmm. I thought that. Uh, Yes, that, you've said that three times I now. Know. You're very excited about that I know, definition. I, I am. <laughs> because because, because the, it gives you hope, because it, it means right, it's not because all lost. I, right. And I think that's one of the things that we would want to convey is, you know, don't don't give up hope. You know, there's well, always... Also treat it like the covenant that it is. Right. Not the contract that the world wants it to be. Right. There's as long as you know oh wait my favorite line from um lone survivor you're never out of the fight amen right as long as as you and whoever you know who and whatever this relationship, relationship is, is if the two whatever. of you really want to fix it then there is always the the hope and the trust there's hope of christ yeah to fix it Again, it's you know. I mean, we went we went to Retroville, which is uh, we went to Marriage Encounter first, then Retroville, which is Retroville is like a Marriage Encounter weekend for those that are contemplating divorce within the church. So, um, like it was bad. Yeah, it was bad, and um, and our children were being affected by it, and our our relationships outside our home were being affected by it, not because anybody knew what was happening, but just by our own attitudes. And where we were as people and as as a couple. So, um, and one of the things we had to do in therapy, which is kind of an, another part of this forgiveness process, is we had to look at places in our relationship where there was weakness. And we had to talk about our feelings, 
all the big feels. Well, you know, the saying goes that a relationship can only be as healthy as the two people in it. You know, a mother is only as happy as her unhappiest child, you know? Right. So, I mean, this is, this is how it is. We're humans and we have to try our best. And that's why we're huge advocates of, of therapy and spiritual direction and the sacraments, my gracious, the gift of the church and, and mother church and what she can provide for, for you. I mean, we've been prayed over, we've had, you know, prayed over. Yeah. Deliverance well, so we were both, done. well, so for a long time we were both in small groups as well. Right. And mm-hmm. that, that helped because, small prayer groups, you know, yeah. the one thing that, that I, so another thing to convey is you're not alone out there, right? You might think that, oh my gosh, we're the only couple that's going through this. No, not really. I mean, I I would love to say that every couple we know has a perfect marriage and we're like the outliers. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Um in 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 some way, in some measure, to some extent, every relationship at some point has to deal with broken trust, whether it's, you know, a big thing like an addiction or it's a little thing like, oh, I expected you to do X. But you didn't show up for me. But that wasn't trust. That was expectation. The second one is expectation. Ooh, what's the difference? Uh, well, oh, I, I have... Oh, I got you now. <laughs> if I... Okay, I'm, um, I don't have a dictionary in front of me. Um, the definition... Okay, so for me, I, it's, this is not dictionary. This is not Merriam-Webster. Oh, I know. Can just, just go ahead. I want to see where you now. go with this. So if I have expectations of you... And I have not communicated those expectations to you. Then how did you break my trust? Because I didn't communicate them to you. So you would put trust, breaking trust on an entirely different level. There. I would. I oh, would say trust okay. is more important and it's more intimate. And um, and as we communicate with one another, um, then I can say to you, Jerry, you know, this is what I expect from you as my husband mm-hmm. and the father of my children. Right. Um, you know, and one of those expectations, and we talked about this early in our marriage, you know, you wouldn't right. have an affair. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be unfaithful. I don't think right. I said you wouldn't have an affair. You wouldn't be unfaithful to me that you would be, you would provide for me and for the children. Right. We had agreed that I would so hold try, on, hold on so that I would try and so stay home and things like that. that. So if I was right. like had a gambling addiction, would that break the trust? Yes, of your expectations? Okay. because it would break the provision. Okay, just checking. I had a I have a food addiction, so that broke the trust. You know the shop. I think the shopping addiction was more harmful to our marriage than my my personal addiction to food. Yeah, because I've worked through that one for a long freaking time, and um. I am comfortable. Somebody asked me, you know, Mary, are you comfortable in the skin you wear? You know, are you comfortable where you are? Um, it depends on the day. <laughs> but yes, I am. I know who I am. I know who God made me to be. Um, I, I hope that I'm doing what he's asking of me. Right. I'm loving the man that he gave me right. as gift and cherishing him right. in a way that um, we didn't in our early years um, because we understand covenant. And I think we were living in contract. In the beginning. Yeah, it's a pretty fair assessment. I'd roll yeah. with that. You'd roll with that? I'd roll so, with that. So broken expectations, especially if they're uncommunicated, that's the key. Now, if I've communicated to you. That you wanted me to take the trash out and I right, didn't. Right, and, and you didn't, then that's an, 
I, that's not a broken trust. That's just you're being stupid and annoying. But that's, wow. Okay. Just want to put that's that That's being in. irresponsible. That's not necessarily being untrustworthy. I, I just the trust to- comes from untrustworthiness comes from when you say something, you promise something, but your actions tell do the opposite thing. Okay. That's broken trust. Okay. So I okay. think you're I think you're getting Am I being am I splitting hairs? I think you are. You don't have any hairs on your head to split, so stop. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> well No, I think I, I I just want to be sure that when you this know, is unscripted. Wow, is this unscripted? Well, but, but this is why I, you know, I just I never want to, for anyone who is listening to this very unscripted, unchartered water podcast. Right. I never ever want to lead anyone away from Christ. I'd never want to say something to someone that would make them want to leave their spouse because Mary and Jerry said something, or speak to their spouse in a certain way, or whatever relationship is broken. I would always want to err on the side of positivity, on the side of truth that the church teaches, um, on the side of righteousness. Righteousness. Well, that's why go to therapy and get a spiritual director. You know, know, this is just our experience. It's what we did. Well, that's why I asked the question because you know. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page here because we are totally unscripted. That, are we that, communicating that well, Jerry? Trust is a very sort of specific thing. Yes. That's like a really BFD. Yes. Um, as opposed to just not meeting expectations. I think that's an important difference because, you know, we may not meet our spouse's expectations all. Well, we're human. We're, we're never going to meet them all the time. All the we time. just, it's. Okay. I'm just, not the blessed I, I just, mother. I, I was born with original sin. <laughs> right. I mean, did you ever think about that for a second? Like St. Joseph, boy, he Poor got a guy. raw deal. Anything that went wrong, he lived with fault. like, you know, the son of God and the mother of God. So guess who got in trouble? <laughs> Joseph. It's a good thing he was like a saint too. It's a um, good thing he's the terror of demons. My favorite yeah. title of his. Yeah. So. Um, I think of you that way. Sometimes you're the terror of demons. That's the and that's another thing. Can that's, I get that on a T-shirt? That's the power that. of a spouse, y'all. Like my husband has authority over me, and you might not agree with that scripture oh, or I'm whatever. To see where this goes, <laughs> but he has authority over me, and so when we come to this place of um, submission, we've talked about this before under his mission, um, and I am I go against that mission, which is what addiction sometimes leads to. Go against the mission. Then, you know, when he prays for me, when he prays over me, um, that is him um, calling upon the headship he has, the the authority he has in this home. And so, you know, you should be praying for your spouse every single day. You should be praying not only for them, but you should be praying with them. That was one of the weaknesses in our marriage. Yes. Was that neither one of us was praying for the other and neither one of us was praying with the other. Right. We didn't do that in our early married life. That's right. And now- Well, to be fair, I wasn't Catholic back then too. This is very true. But I'm 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 just talking general Christianity. Right. Well, that's true too. If you're a Christian, you should be praying every day. And if you're a married Christian, you should be praying for your spouse every day. And for your children or your future children. Yep, it is true. You know, so when the trust was broken for us, it was on very intimate levels. It was on the provision level and it was on the, you know, our sexual intimacy. That's right. Um, and and those were really hard ones to rebuild. Um, 
and you know there are moments where we look at one another and we fall into old habits or or we will speak to one another in a certain tone and it'll be like whoa wait a minute you know we've we've come beyond that you know what's going on um there might be something that's that's unsettled uh with one of us that we haven't really shared with the other that we need to talk about and bring to the light that's right bring it to the light so you would say that I love you. Thank you. Um, and you would say. I love you more. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if this has been particularly useful to anyone, but you asked. Um, and, you know, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that we've learned is you forgiveness just, is a miracle. Forgiveness is a miracle. Okay, that's one thing. <laughs> Second thing is you just, you, what we tell people. Okay. Stop with the, what we tell people. Just what did we do? In the midst of everything, when, when things are bad and you're really torqued off at your spouse and you're like, who the hell are you? Why are you here? Blah, blah. Go and back ready to, to the beginning. Go back to the beginning. Out. Remember, try to, try to remember why you were attracted to them in the first place. Right. What was it? that that drew you together just take a minute take a breath okay but at the same time when trust is broken that becomes very challenging to do i know so i want to acknowledge that 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 uh, well, is not course, an easy thing uh, to well, do well of course it it's not easy to do it it is very hard um that's why you know we have the rules of fight club that's another podcast i think or did we do did that did we do that already i, I don't, don't even remember. know <laughs> <sighs> okay it's not good to be getting old um Yes, none of this is easy. And sometimes, you know, we I know we have certainly been in the situation where we hit there just been so emotional that I think a couple of times we just walked out of the room. One that would us, usually be me walking yeah, out of the before room. Before we just totally lost our ish, as you like yeah. to say. Um and and you just have to, to, you have to separate yourself for a moment. Separate yourself and collect yourself. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah. And then Come, Come back, back together, together and talk about it and, and and talk about it. And and at that point, you know, typically you're you're ready to talk because you've already expended all your emotional energy and you have no more big feels. Oh, that is never the case for me, my love. Oh, I know. Tell I have that. big feels every day of my life. I, I know, 24 7, 365. Yes. I and got it. you and that was one of the reasons why you married me. Yeah, but boy, did I I didn't know how much that Rhea stat could go up and down <laughs> on the big feels. <laughs> Flame your face off. I love you. Would you like muffins? <laughs> Flame your face off. I love you. Would you like muffins? <laughs> and I didn't know how deep your feelings went. Like that river runs deep. But when it, when push comes to shove and the pressure canner goes off, it's like hide. Katie bar the door. <laughs> it's it's just hide. You don't want to be anywhere around you. I can think of four, I think four times, one, two, yeah, four times in our married life of 35 years mm -hmm. where you have lost yourself in anger. Mm -hmm. Four times. Mm -hmm. I'm four times a day. No, yes. not really four times a day anymore. I used to be. I think I've, I've, okay, I hope to be that fair, I've, you're four times a day. Three of those are menopause. <laughs> One of those is you're actually mad at me. The other three, you're just like, I'm hot. 
turn up the air conditioning. <laughs> You're the only woman I know that could walk into a deep freeze and go, it's hot in here. <laughs> Like, seriously. <laughs> so I have learned, I see, <laughs> that when you're like, hot, you're going to kill me and rip my face off. You're either hot or hungry. <laughs> I am like a small child. <laughs> you just need a snack and some nap time. Yes. I need some alone time in the deep freeze. <laughs> so what does this all mean at the end of oh, the day? Oh, my goodness. It means don't quit on each other. Don't Try. quit on each other. At least, now, are, is every marriage going to work. I can't say yes. I My hope and my prayer is yes, we can forgive each other and we can walk on. But in that forgiving, what is happening is the behavior is changing, right? If the behavior doesn't change, then it, it just becomes- You're going to be right back where you started. Where you started and it just becomes really- A vicious cycle. A vicious cycle of hurt and pain. And nobody wants to be in that forever. It, come, it becomes a- That's where I would- I would uh, insert the word abuse. That's where it becomes abusive. So um, I just, you know, I, I just want to encourage anyone listening to this. If you're in a season where something has happened, either within your marriage or within a friendship or with a parent or with a child, you know, to first of all, pray for them, even if you cannot abide to speak their name, God knows who they are. Pray for them. Make sure you're availing yourself of the sacraments of the church. You know, get yourself into therapy. If that's something that you you can afford to do at these days, um, you know, if you're Catholic, find yourself a spiritual director. If you're Christian, find yourself a good mentor. Um, surround yourself with good people who will walk with you. Uh, I think that has been really to our marriage the biggest blessing in our marriage. That's right, because you're not alone. You're not alone. You can't really do it by yourselves. You, you can't. You know, and you have God always, first and right. foremost, go to God. But um, I mean, we had our prayer group. We had, we had, you know, one, two, three, four couples walking with us, um, and one very, very intimately, but others that were supportive. Um, and we just kept coming back to the table. Right. And sometimes that's the best you can do is you just you're never out of the fight. Never out of the fight. Okay. Never so out of the fight. Of all, why do you, okay, people don't know what just happened there. You were resting your leg on my leg and like, ah. And you're old? Yes. Okay. And this is now on a podcast permanently and forever. That's right. Wow. I know. It's the real us. But guess what? It's time for. What time is it, Jer? It's time for the newlywed Not game. so newlywed Not game. So newlywed Get it game. right, buddy. Okay. So let's see. What's our categories here? Uh, uh, get to know you something. Let's go to something different after oh, that. Geez. After that particular topic, we need something different. All right, we already did that one. We did well, that you one. can't pull them from the back. We did that one last last time. I don't know why y'all oh, are still listening. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Best piece of advice I was ever given was by the priest that married us, who was not turned out to be not such a great guy, but his advice was great. Fight. When you fight with your spouse, fight naked. It's a very, very short fight. Wow, that's so <laughs> That was the best piece of marital advice that I've ever been given. Wow, that's very profound. We have to do, <laughs> and Maggie has now made her appearance on YouTube. <laughs> hi. I, hi. Um, okay, what's the word? I, wait, wait. Yeah, I guess that's the best piece of advice I've ever been given. Okay. 
and, and never go to bed angry, but I do that sometimes. So that's not really. Oh, Maggie wanted some attention. Okay. Yes. This What's is the a, best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, well, there's, no, we'll, we'll skip that part. No. Well, we could say Jerry's rules, but we can't. No, say we those cannot. On the podcast. Those will never be in the public sphere. Those and no, all... you can you can text us and call us all you want. Those... That is a personal conversation. That is not going on a G-rated podcast. That's Jerry's rules. Um, best piece of advice, I, I think from from a marriage point of view, I'd, yes, I'd say don't go to bed. I mean, let's put it this way: the don't fight go to naked... bed. Don't don't go to bed angry. And the fight naked thing is not really realistic. No. Okay, but shall I share my dad's piece of advice? Yes. That's a great one. Yes. Never quit, never give up, never lose your faith because it's the one reason you walk this earth. God chose such a time as this for you. So what are you going to do with it? That's right. William Joseph Green Jr. All right. One more. Wait, what's your favorite piece of advice? Not Jerry's rules. uh, No, I said never, never go to bed angry, which has on occasion driven you crazy. Hate it because you're because like I just want I'm I'm half Irish I have to hold a grudge and oh, you will wow. not allow it no because I know you're holding a grudge <laughs> and I know you'll wake up in the morning after your deep subconscious has come up with 14 responses to what I said the night before <laughs> and then you will get out your verbal filleting knife and just <laughs> like Zorro. <laughs> So there have been nights that I laid there in bed staring at you as you pretended to go to sleep and I just stared at you and you're like, I'm not, well, you can't see this on the podcast. You just lay there with your eyes closed. I'm asleep. I don't see you. I'm not talking to you. And I'm like, yes, you are. You're awake because I could tell because I'm staring at you and I'm going to stare at you until you wake up and talk to me. I am not talking to you. I am mad at you. We sound like 12 year olds. <laughs> oh, but have wow. we, but have we always, even if it was three o'clock in the morning? Yes. We have it always out? worked it out. I Let's put it this way. We have worked it out to the point where we could go to sleep. Okay. There might've been further negotiation, conversation. But see, that's negotiation. Required. That is like arms control, the Russians. Okay. I will give you this missile. You will give me that missile. But I have all the missiles. I- <laughs> You said Always. this was a G-rated podcast, so I'm not even, even going to answer that one because you said G-rated podcast. That's not what I meant at all. But I'm bumped. Oh, my God. Second question. And now, this is a good one. We're going to get kicked out of podcast land. Not likely. What book, besides the Bible, you can't say that, that's cheating. Okay. What book has had the greatest impact on your life? Oh, wow. What book is that? The greatest Ooh, impact on my life. One. I think He Leadeth Me. What is that? Um, it's written by a priest who was in the Gulag. And um, he wrote about his experiences of being a prisoner in Russia. Wow. Um, Isaac, Father Isaac, I think is his name. Wow, that's very profound. Um, I've read that book, oh, I three times i think wow that's, um it's like highlighted and it's that, just that is very profound i mean this man had everything taken away from him everything hmm. and yet he still could praise the lord hmm. it was well, really good yeah. i think another one is the one by ann um limberg um shoot by the sea no 
got a blue cover with seashells on it. <laughs> I don't remember the title. I just read it again this summer. That was very profound wow. as well. What would I say? You would say Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Um. Wow, I'd have to think about that for a second. Um, probably the most... Uh, oh, wait. I'll, I'll tell you. The, the most profound book is the Reader's Digest Picture History of World War II. World War II. So that was the very first book that my big sister got me for Christmas. It was 1975. I remember because I wrote my name in it. Jerry Lineberg, Christmas 1975. Um, what grade were you in? Fifth grade? I, I would have been uh, 11. No, 10. I would not have turned 11 yet. I would have been 10 years old. And this, that was my first big history book that started me on the road to it being the grouchy historian. Okay. So. So from your childhood. Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. From my childhood? I don't. Well, I. Um, I mean, I love the Laura Ingalls Wilder series, you know, I mean, Anne of Green Gables, things like that. I, I love those books, but yeah. no, the one that I go back to, um, yeah, is He Leadeth Me. Wow. Okay. Very profound. Okay. So here we go. Occasionally we are profound. At the end of another podcast. I know. So what do we need to tell the people, Jerry? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're going to fail podcast school. We we did. We failed podcast school. We have a a Patreon page, my, my friends, and we would love your, for you to prayerfully consider your financial support for this podcast. Um, The Patreon link will be in the show notes. Wow, this is this such podcast. a. We'd like you to hit this that is subscribe. Such a serious podcast. That I completely brained up everything. Like, okay, how are we going to handle this topic? Okay. All right. We'd first like of you, all, hold you can, on okay. to subscribe to the YouTube channel or to wherever you listen to podcasts. Please do leave comments. We do read them. We read all of them. We respond as best we can. Um, Keep those cards com- and letters coming, folks. <laughs> yes. And if you want to ask us a question or if you would like to leave a comment, we got a couple of comments recently um, that people wanted a longer format. They just really enjoyed the banter between the two of us and they wanted a longer format. So we're, we're, we're looking at that. Well, when we that. actually get our act together and start figuring out how we want to line up some guests. Yeah, we might have to interview we might, people. We might go to a definite long format because the guests we're thinking about, we could go for- We could go for a while. A while. Um, there's also others uh, that have been encouraging us because we constantly say we don't know what we're doing and we don't, <laughs> and we don't as you can see, um, but we appreciate your encouragement. Thank you so much. But yeah, the Patreon would be so helpful. Um, and what's as that well phone as number, The baby? phone number is 571-354-0351. Or follow us on in, Instagram. Uh, the Jerry and Mary podcast on Instagram. And you can direct message us there as well as well as our individual Instagrams. But um bum Shh. <laughs> that was really good. I know. Good. So you were pretty good. <laughs> so right. we are now, so, um, um, are we done? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I am somewhat emotionally drained. I'm somewhat Are emotionally drained. I mean, that was a very big desert. Well, you're the one that said, okay, it's time to talk about that tub- subject. Well, How do you rebuild a marriage wanted. after so trust has been broken? That's what and the I'm people- like, I don't think we're ready to talk about this subject. And, and you're like, but Mary, you've been prepared. living this. I said, when are you ever prepared Wh- for this? Me? No, I meant like the trust thing. Oh, yeah. No. When are you ever prepared for it to be broken? Never. Right. Okay. I hope I hope it was useful to you, my or friends. The, uh, in the, uh, May God correct anything my, you said uh, that was wrong. One of my favorite movie characters, Gunny Highway, improvise, overcome, adapt. Surrender is not in our creed. Correct. It's one of my favorite Just movies don't of quit. all time. 
All right, friends. Until next time. All right.